0: And here we go. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show is on the air. Got a great hour planned for you. Stick around. Annex Wealth Management likes to educate. That's what this show is all about. Learn more about our What's That video series. Ask Annex is coming up. Got some questions about portfolio balance, 60-40s, 75-25s. And then RMDs traditionally are taken at year-end. Some reasons why you might not do that. That's all coming up on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're about to dive into the market recap and the we Review. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome to the show. Thank you,
1: Danny. Dave Spano, President and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Well, I'll tell you, a week in review, a week we don't really want to review, but we have to. Of course, uh, you saw what happened as the market closed on Friday afternoon. Just a whole lot of red. And you know, it goes back to this conversation that we've been having for a nearly a year on the show about the fact that inflation is going to be a problem and the Federal Reserve is going to be behind Behind the eight ball, and that, of course, is exactly where we are. And that is coming out in the earnings reports that we're starting to see. And we saw a big fang stocks come
2: out this week, and really that, that kind of led the way for the downturn. Well, it did. I guess it really depends on what you want to emphasize. For example, Facebook, which was down to the dumps, down more than 50% year to date, actually reported a soft quarter, but the stock traded up 20% in the aftermarket and continued to firm up throughout the rest of the week. Microsoft also reported a really strong quarter, as did Apple, although they did guide towards greater expense problems with the Shanghai shutdowns. But on the flip side, Amazon had a miss, one of the weakest quarters they've had in years in terms of revenue growth. Netflix, we know about that from last week. And then Intel, of course, gave weak guidance. So it's really kind of a mixed boat in terms of earnings. But again, the market is trying to anticipate where this economy is going. And right now, there are pressures around the world. Yeah, and that's what's called price discovery is really what's happening. They're trying to find what is a fair
1: value, given all of these existential threats that the markets face right now. And, of course, anytime you see the Dow Jones over 3% and the NASDAQ down over 4% in one day, it's going to catch a lot of attention. Obviously, that is going to be the conversation. What we're going to try to do here today is talk you through, really, what the backdrop is. And it really starts with the economy, and then we'll get to the earnings the economy is really what's front and center. We saw a GDP report, Derek, that really caught a lot of analysts by surprise.
2: Right. In real terms, the GDP in the first quarter shrank 1.4 percent, whereas the estimate was for 1 percent growth. So that was a disappointing number. And
1: the reason why I want to jump in and say that, Derek, is because, you know, obviously this rule of thumb that we've all heard is that if you have two back-to-back quarters of negative GDP, that is kind of a generally accepted definition of a recession. We can talk a little bit more about that, but we saw a negative print. You and I kind of went through that GDP report and thought maybe there might might be modifications down the road.
2: Well, there might be. The big source of weakness was exports to overseas. Essentially, the European economy is much weaker. Obviously, there are things going on with Russia and Ukraine that are affecting demand. So that was one factor. Then the other factor was inventories weren't rebuilt at as rapid a rate as they were in Q4. So that also was a negative input on GDP. The other thing I'd point out, too, though, is when we talk about real GDP, we're adjusting for inflation. Nominal GDP was actually up six and a half percent in Q1, which is part of the reason why corporate prices Profits are roughly up 10% in the first quarter.
1: And that's the reason why inflation is so insidious. And the reason why we were pounding the table about that something had to be done with inflation. So now we have the demand and supply chain mismatch. And that really means, Derek, that this has to work its way out. One of the ways that that works out is with time. Maybe time will bail out the Federal Reserve, but we're going to find out next week when they meet.
2: Right, and the expectation is they're going to hike the rate 50 basis points. Uh, Most prognosticators believe they'll also raise the rate 50 basis points in June, so 100 basis points of increases. I have mentioned before that the two-year note already reflects these increases, and in fact, several more. So the bond market has kind of baked this in. It's the equity investors who I think don't fully appreciate the potential for a growth slowdown or a growth scare in Q2 and Q3 as we approach the midterm elections. And the Fed Fed has to come up to market rates, right? So this
1: raising those interest rates up to market rates is expected, even though we're seeing worldwide slowing. Again, the Fed is really going to have to try to thread the needle, and that's a difficult job going forward. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth
0: Management, along with Dave Spano, our President and CEO. What can we do for you? Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, the way we do it, That's the special thing. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. It's a complete plan built using the power of the entire Annex team. You've heard lots of them on this show. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Back in a bit on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, May 1st. Quick break. We're going to be back on 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. We are back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick reminder, Focus Series webinar next Wednesday. It's called Market Volatility and Financial Planning. This one's going to be packed, but the beauty of it is it's a webinar, so we can fit lots of people. 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central, at annexwealth.com events. Derek Felsky in the studio. Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. So is Dave Spano, our President and CEO.
1: You know, Danny, anytime that you see the Dow Jones off 1,000 points, that's certainly going to garner a lot of attention. But it's an opportunity, Derek, for us to take a breath and say, you know, really, is there any positives happening right now? And there are some things that we can focus on. It doesn't mean to run into the burning house, but certainly an opportunity to look at some items that you'd certainly point out to me.
2: Yeah, I mean the the primary positive that I've got is that really this the stock market is a whole topped in February of last year. The breadth had been declining, the larger caps stocks had held the averages up. But now the level of sentiment is just so negative. For example, an AAII survey showed that the percent of bulls on equities at this point is the lowest it's been since September of 1992. That's beyond the financial crisis, the pandemic, and the rest. It's 16%. So sentiment is very, very negative. Valuations obviously have improved as earnings have grown and the stock markets have gone down. And you just have to have a level-headed approach to the market going forward because some companies are doing quite... Quite well, while others certainly deserve to go down because they're just too expensive and remain that way.
1: And of course, there is a change in thesis. There's no doubt about it. There has been what's called a Fed put, and I want you to explain that in just a second. But that is being removed. But as you said, there's some companies that are getting punished. But again, when your Fed is standing behind you, obviously the tide raises all boats, even those who might even have a hole in them.
2: Well, that's absolutely true. I mean, as an example, you know, we're seeing continued demand in the cloud, uh, web services continues to be a a bright spot. We saw business spending in the GDP report was positive, as was consumer spending. So there are pockets of strength. And a lot of this, I think, just has to do with uncertainty and, in some ways, technical trading, where basically people sell and ask questions later. And we try not to do that in Annex. We try to balance portfolios to balance risk and generate solid returns over a business and market cycle.
1: So let's talk about that. So, you know, there are things that you can do in a portfolio. If you're doing this on your own, Obviously, that's a lot. We have a whole team of folks who are working at this every day, Derek, on, on your team as well as the overall team. But you know, there's some things. Number one is the complexion or the makeup of your portfolios. There's been an article, lots of articles, I should say, recently that says the 60/40 is dead. Uh, you know, well, I guess I could argue against that, but the complexion of your portfolio in the allocation is really the place to start.
2: Yeah, and and really, to be perfectly frank, I mean, it's so far this year there really has been nowhere to hide when you think about. Stocks, they're down double digits bonds, corporate bonds, treasury bonds are down even more. So for the first time since 1980, the the 60-40 portfolio is down 10% in the first four months of this year. But that follows years and years of solid performance. And the other thing you can do too is when you think about fixed income, you know, you can own treasury bonds at a very high duration, very high exposure to higher rates, or you can have other things in that mix. And that's something that we've done as an investment committee, which you're actually starting to gradually move away from because we do Think at some point soon, interest rates will likely be at a stall level.
1: And we'll just uh, we'll bury the lead here. Just, uh, but there's two things that you can do. One is the duration or the length of the bond, and the second is the credit of the bond. So a AAA versus a you know a high yield or junk bond. Those are levers that you can pull inside your fixed income portfolio. That's one of them. And then the second thing, there are strategies that you can employ. Now, you know, we don't never advocate going to cash all to cash. That's a bond binary decision because you have to be right twice, as we've covered before, when you get out and again, when you get back in. But using cash is a tool. There's no question asset allocation is a tool. Having defensive names that play defense are tools. These are all the levers that need to be pulled. If that's not happening, folks, in your portfolio, if someone isn't leading with those discussions and those strategies, maybe it's time to have a second look.
0: Dave Spano, President CEO Annex Wealth Management, talking about the tools. We've got a huge toolbox, lots and lots. We're stacked with very smart people. We'd love to help for investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. And we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get going on that free portfolio analysis. Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back, 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may wonder if your retirement plans are still on track. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, our in-house planning team will create your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth Metric will help you understand the impact inflation may have on your plans. Get started today. Visit AnnexWealth.com. We're back. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News, joined by Brandon Lehman, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Brandon, one thing we do, and we don't cover it
3: a lot, it's complex, but that's options. But we certainly do that. There's two different categories when people think about options. There's non-qualified stock options you get through your employer, typically that executive level, either non-qualified, restricted stock units. But then there's the other side of the options. And this is one that maybe you've seen Kramer talk about, You things like that that's talked about on TV. But we look at it and we say, where are there opportunities to help folks in very specific areas? One is creation of income. So We have strategies here where we really focus on helping clients who have coming in with a cash position, building their portfolio. We'll utilize an option strategy, meaning taking either written puts or something along those lines, written calls, generating some income for the clients while they're in cash to fill that portfolio. The other one, I think is extremely important, is concentrated stock position. So while not ran into very often, it is something that specifically, again, you talk about the C-suite, the executive level, or folks who, you hear it a lot, who, hey, I bought Apple in 96, and now my Apple position is so large. Well, there's different things you can do to either, one, unwind, two, look at generating income off of that stock, but you utilize options in a way to basically assist in that process, whether it's unwinding and slowly selling off some of those shares, because a great line is you build wealth through concentration, you keep wealth through diversification. So you're looking at it and saying, what can we utilize from an options front, whether it's written puts, written calls, buying puts, selling, all those scenarios to protect that position, slowly unwind it, or use that position to generate some more income because not always is a position. Now, Apple does pay a very small dividend, but in some scenarios, the stocks don't even pay. So you need to generate some more income.
0: Brandon, this is probably one of those it depends things, but is this something that a client would come to us and ask for us to do, or do we look at client portfolios to see if it's appropriate for them?
3: That's a great question. You know, first and foremost is does this work for you? Does this fit in the plan? This is us sitting down and saying, Okay, let's look at this. Does it fit what you need? Does it fit your situation? Is it the right option? If it is, then yes, we'll sit down, we'll take a look at it, and we'll make sure that it fits in context of what your plan is and what you're trying to do.
0: It's funny because every time options are explained to me, my eyes glaze over, and I realize
3: that that's probably not in my wheelhouse, and that's okay. But for certain clients, it is. Correct. It it takes a little bit of due diligence, some discussion, and some review of the plan, but sometimes it makes a lot of sense.
0: Brandon Lehman is branch director at Annex Wealth Management here in Naples and all of Southwest Florida. He and his team will handle it. If you've got any questions, our website is annexwealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Back in a bit on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 925 Fox News. Those new smartwatches give you all sorts of insights on your personal health, heart rate, steps, all right there. Wealth Metric gives you key insights on your financial health. If you're looking for analysis and data on your financial health, get your Wealth Metric by visiting annexwealth.com. It's another team segment at Annex Wealth Management. Eric Strom, financial planning specialist at Annex. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. And Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Good to see you.
4: And good to see you, Danny.
0: We're going to talk about annuities, which can tend to confound and confuse many people, even though they can be useful in properly constructed retirement portfolios. So Eric, let's start at
5: the beginning. What exactly is an annuity? The original purpose of an annuity has been to provide a guaranteed income for your whole life. Annuities go back as far back as the Roman times. Back then, the more prosperous Romans would often buy what was called an annua you would hand over a pot of money, and then once a year, you would receive a guaranteed income for as long as you live. But today, things are pretty different. Uh, the concept of an annuity is really adapted to modern uh, needs, and there are now investment vehicles that are incredibly complicated, some of them very expensive, that have guarantees, and things are a little different today, but it's a pretty interesting uh, landscape out there.
0: It sounds good, right? So, Dan, where do annuities pick up their, shall we say, checkered reputation?
4: Well, here's the deal. They are an insurance product. That means there are commissions generated from them, from the sale of these products. And those commissions can actually be quite hefty. They're very confusing. They're layered. And a lot of times, people just don't understand the reason behind having the annuity to begin with.
5: What's that old saying, annuities aren't bought, they're sold? That's exactly it. It's true that consumers aren't going out there looking for annuities. They're going out there looking for professional financial advice, and they're often presented with annuities. And these can often be very, very complicated vehicles. And that's what we're here to help with. And they don't help their reputation, their own reputation, because they can be really complex. There are variable annuities that can come with a lot of different bells and whistles. For example, if someone buys one annuity in 2010 and then you buy the same exact product in 2011, it might be a completely different product. Uh, they change over time, they have lots of optional features. Oftentimes we see clients who ha- have an annuity they bought seven or eight years ago uh, maybe they don't have a, a relationship with the person who sold it to them and the annuities in set it and forget it mode and that's where they really need that expert advice. Dean, we do have plenty
0: of clients. They come to us with annuities in their portfolios, brand new clients. And do you find that our clients understand what it is that they've got?
4: They're familiar with the word annuity. And sometimes it, that can go back to their 403B or the 401K, so their company plan, where when they retire, they can be offered either a lump sum, so they can take that money they've been contributing out, or the company can annuitize it or offer them an income stream. So they're familiar a little bit with, oh yeah, I think I have this option in my retirement plan. But they're often frustrated because if they've gone to a traditional brokerage relationship outside of their retirement very often they are sold these. And sometimes they're sold them when the market goes crazy and the the advisor may hear them being a little concerned about the market. So they say, well, I'll tell you what, this can lock in a potential guarantee income stream for you. I mean, we've had clients that have come to us. This one came to us. The same broker had sold her five different annuities over a handful of years. And the thing is, this was a woman who already was bringing in more income than she spent. So it created a tax problem, actually. This is where she came to me and she's like, like, oh my gosh, I, I I don't know why I have these. I don't know if there's anything I could do with them. Do I have to turn them all on? And The thing is, some of them had those, as Eric said, bells and whistles. Those are extra riders. And I think this is also confusing and frustrating to our clients. When you hear the word "writer," you should actually think ching ching, because that's actually you've spent money usually to purchase that writer. Maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's not. And that's where analysis comes into play. And that's really important. But the first question really you have to ask is, wait, why do I need these? And what do they do for me in my plan?
0: Eric, we're looking at you and the financial planning team. So you've started an effort to help people with annuity analysis. What kind of things are you
5: discovering? You can imagine we've seen a lot. So here are a few things that we have found. Number one, uh, your annuity might be much more expensive than you realize. Uh, although I'll throw in the caveat that expensive is not always bad. On the surface, it seems like if my investment is expensive, that doesn't seem like a good thing. But oftentimes, a very, very expensive variable annuity, for example, might have really good guarantees that, that you depend on. We may recommend that you keep the annuity for those. But in many cases, folks might not need those guarantees, and in which case we very frequently meet clients who are paying three, three and a half percent or more in annual fees for benefits that they don't even really need. So it's very important that uh, if your annuity is expensive, that you know how it's working and make sure that you actually need that benefit. Another thing we often see are annuities that have very limited investment options, and those investment options are oftentimes super expensive. So you might have a variable annuity that has 15 investment options, and they're going to limit you on how much you can invest in equities, and those investment options, you kind of look under the hood at how much they cost, and you go, wow, you this annuity on, is already pretty expensive, and you add this cost on top of it. When we start looking under the hood at these annuities, you really can find um, some of these details that you got to make sure you understand them. So that annuity
0: analysis, that's good stuff. Eric Strom, Financial Planning Specialist at Annex, part of the financial planning team at Annex and a great source of annuity knowledge. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, CFP and CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks
4: to you as well. Hey, thanks for having me. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com.
0: Know the Difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by
6: Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks for having me, Danny. Retirement Plan Services, what's that? Well, as you know, lots of ways to answer that question, and so we're going to get into that here today. Yeah, you see what I did there. I asked what's that, and that's what we're going to talk about. What's That is a series that you, Tom Parks, have done for a while now, right? Yeah, we started doing this back in 2018. Kind of happened by accident. Someone asked me a question about the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, and I get that question often enough that I decided to just do a video that answers the question, and then it kind of blossomed from there. Regular listeners of our shows know, I'm not afraid to ask what might be a dumb question. And if you're seeking knowledge, it
0: might not be a dumb question. During Week in Review segments, which are really popular with Dave Spano and Derek Felsky, they get pretty deep. And every once in a while, I need to raise my hand for clarification.
6: And it seems that the What's That series is built on that same platform. Absolutely, Danny. And there are a lot of terms that we use that are just natural to us in our daily life that I think we make the mistake of breezing over and not realizing that every once in a while, give a little, real basic summation of, of what some of the ingredients of our discussions are is, is, is helpful. In your world of retirement plan services and 401ks, there's plenty of
0: jargon. What's that that series is less about jargon. It's more about
6: terms. Really, that's true. Every once in a while, there's a jargon thing that comes in there. But for the most part, I mean, we talk about things like what is a bond? That's one of the more popular ones that, that we've done. Target date funds, mutual funds, stocks, all that stuff. Again, back to the basic ingredients of things that are included, not only in retirement plans. Uh, that's where it all started. But as you know, as everything here grows into uh, people started asking questions and we started answering them. So we try to keep it basic and fun. To find Tom's What's That series, you
0: got to head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the blog section, and that's where What's That lives. Great series, really for everybody. Let's talk about a couple of those. One that was really relevant is what's a basis point? And that's a good one because with interest rates changing, the phrase basis
6: point, it gets tossed around a lot. It's really a more precise way of breaking down a percentage. Yeah, everything that we talk about in our industry comes down to percentages and oftentimes fractions of percentages and that's where basis points comes in. Actually that is our most watched what's that video of all of them on there and I think it's because it's a term again that people in our industry use it's so natural to us but it's not something that most people are accustomed to to talking about on a daily basis. I saw another one that popped up recently, actually from 2020, and interesting, it was about forbearance. How did that happen? Well, that came up actually as part of a conversation I was having with client, you know, when they were going through all the stuff with COVID and there was the postponement of student loans and forbearance and all that. And I actually needed to look into it to myself because I didn't totally understand exactly how forbearance worked and how it applied. So um, that grew out of a client conversation and I actually got some education myself in the process. Physician, heal thyself, right? (laughs) Right. That's right. What's that is another example of the
0: type of education that we offer at Annex Wealth Management. And that's something we bring to our retirement plan services clients as well. Financial education is better for everybody. And I know you and the team are in front of a lot of employees at a lot of companies that we work with. When it comes to 401ks,
6: what are the what's that questions that you get? Yeah. Target date funds are a big one. And then here's the other thing is sometimes it's questions that the employees of the companies ask. Other times it's questions that the HR directors and, and CFOs ask. So I actually address both of those as we go through this process. That makes sense. You've got a couple of different constituencies, right? You've got the people that are deciding to put the plan in place yeah. and work with Annex Wealth Management. And then you got the people that are working. Yeah, and all of this stuff, like you said, education is really big for us. And what we try to do is make it useful. For one thing, we actually want to answer the question that people have, but we also want to make it relatable and fun. And we get—I hear from a lot of people that, oh, you know, our old advisor used to come and talk over the heads of our employees, and we don't want to do that. I mean, for one thing, it doesn't accomplish anything. Uh, And it's also you don't want to make people feel bad for asking reasonable questions. So it's a big part of our overall engagement strategy and education. So target date funds was one. What's what's another? A qualified default investment alternative Uh, is (laughs) fun. But mutual funds themselves, collective investment trusts, these are all things that are in retirement plans. You talk Roth versus pre-tax. We get into a lot of different details and we break them down. Mutual fund share classes, things like that, are things that are important for people to know it's hard to cover all of them in one meeting. So the little bite-sized whats thats you can pick and choose which one you want to hear along the way.
0: I really like that people are digging that deeply into their plans and seeing
6: terms that they're not familiar with and then asking those questions. That's important. We love it when people ask us questions. I always tell people the last thing we want to hear when you call is, hey, I'm really sorry to bother you, but it's no bother at all. Please call because it leads to things like this, which has yeah. turned out to be a pretty popular segment on our YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, it's what we do. And we, we've said it before, and we're going to say it again benefits really matter. How does the retirement plan service team at Annex provide value for the company owners, the CFOs, and the HR professionals we talked about earlier?
6: Well, you alluded to this earlier where there are two major constituents. There are the employees of the company who and all benefits are ultimately aimed for and then the people who are in charge of administering them and making sure that they're keeping up to date with industry and legislative developments. So our team is blessed to have a lot of good talented people on it and we work with both of those groups and we do have a separate approach for each that's way too long to get into today but we update it and it's very deliberate. And everybody's got to be active because it never stays in the same place. No it does not and you know <laughs> we can see you know markets are volatile, legislation changes, industries develop. develop. So there's always something to keep an eye on. Somebody's looking for some help. How do they get you? Check us out at AnnexWealth.com.
0: For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, May 1st. Quick break. We're going to be back. More to come. 92.5 Fox News. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, the website, AnnexWealth.com, wealth of information there. If you have questions, head to the Ask tab, because that's where Ask Annex lives. And that's what we're going to do right now with a couple of our teammates. Sarah Kyle is a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You are new to Annex Wealth Management. What's your
7: background? Yes, I am new, but I'm not new to the industry. I have been in the business for about 25 years. The majority of my career, I spent on an institutional equity Trading Desk, and I've been doing wealth management for about a little over five years now. Good to have you here. Thank you.
0: And Randy Winkler, CFP and a wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. Randy, I like having you in because you were part of the big part of the financial planning team for a long time. So you see kind of both sides, and our financial planning team works very closely with the wealth
8: managers. So kind of foot in each of the areas. It's fantastic because as a wealth manager, I don't have to know everything. I know just have to know the people who know everything. You got it. Mm -hmm. Our first one is from John.
0: why is it better for regular IRA to go to three sons when I pass than to trust for tax purposes? Two are high-wage earners. If better to sons, it can be distributed to them over 10 years through new IRA in their names.
7: Well, the general rule when an IRA beneficiary is not an individual, the IRA must be distributed within five years. Now, there is an exception to that rule when the trust qualifies for what's called a look through or a see through trust. But that is something that an estate planner needs to draft to make sure the language is correct to not violate that five year rule. And then, if it is a see through trust, it could be distributed within 10 years. You know, you have some tax advantages. If your sons are high earners, They can distribute it over 10 years, and they can take advantage of that tax deferral.
0: And if it goes to three, it's no problem to line it up with the three?
7: Correct. And they don't have to take it all in one year. They can take it in two years. They can take it over 10 years and really take advantage of that tax deferral. And it all depends on their situation's.
8: Yeah, distribution of beneficiary IRAs, that's when you inherit an IRA, got a lot more interesting a couple years ago when the SECURE Act passed. So you used to be able to stretch some IRAs. Now, as Sarah mentioned, it's five or ten years. So a lot of times the people inheriting the accounts are in their highest earning years. So there's a lot of planning that goes around that.
0: Next question on Ask Annex is from Norm, and it was a two-parter. And the first part, pretty complex, so we're going to actually do that one offline. But the second part of his question is, been seeing lots of articles on how the 60-40 portfolios really don't work particularly well in this environment or anymore. Clickbait or some truth in it? haven't seen this kind of inflation since the early 80s when my first mortgage was 13% and I had no money to invest back then. So, this is new to me in the way I think about investments. Glad I have all of you on my side during this time going forward. Thanks for thoughts on the above. Sarah, what are you thinking?
7: Well, I just think it's very interesting. I've been hearing a lot of radio ads advertising for new products and claiming that the 60-40 portfolio is dead. Well, isn't that interesting? Of course, they're going to use that language because that's what's hitting people and that's what's getting people to click on it because they're all saying oh that's my portfolio oh I'm 60 40 I better click on this and then they go in to talk about alternative maybe bond landering, and claiming to get a higher return rate, maybe in the eight or nine percent I've heard some ads say. But again, we don't even know if they need that eight or nine percent. Like Randy always says, it's not really the portfolio gets you to your plan. We lead with planning. We're going to structure your portfolio based on what you need, not the highest rate that's out there.
8: Yeah, when somebody starts talking about the portfolio first, that would be like a travel agent saying, hey, we got these planes, without talking about where you want to go. So you need to determine where you want to go and then determine the best vehicle for it. So a lot of these are just kind of clickbait. This is bad, this is good. It has to apply to your own situation to determine if it's appropriate or not. Most things aren't good or bad. They're just appropriate or inappropriate based on your situation.
0: Ask Annex. Got a question for us? You head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. This one's sort of related. It's from Dan. I've been at 75.25 for the past couple years and have not changed my asset allocation. First, was that a mistake? Second,
8: too late to change. I'm 64, hoping to retire in four years. Yeah, this is an interesting question. And we have to make a couple of assumptions here. If he's saying 75.25, I'm assuming he means he's 75% in stocks, 25% in bonds. I'm also assuming that he came to that through some sort of a risk questionnaire to determine his risk tolerance and his risk capacity, You know, because again, you can't put the vehicle before the destination. But I would say it's probably not a mistake if it was appropriate for you then, it's probably appropriate for you now, as long as you're rebalancing. If you determine that 75-25 was appropriate and now you're at 90-10 or 50-50 based on what the market did, then you're probably not where you were originally. So it's very good to do rebalancing if you're not working with somebody who's handling that for you, to take a look at it. And then every few years, maybe take a look at your risk tolerance, see has it changed. Think about it, even at 64, he's going to have 30 years of retirement. He's going to need a growth component. He's going to need some in stocks. He's going to have to weather some volatility. But mm-hmm. again, if the plan is successful, the portfolio supports that.
0: This is Ask Annex. Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome to the team. Thanks. And uh, Randy Winkler, CFP and a Wealth Manager, thank you. Oh, happy to be here. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee only fiduciary. Know the difference. The website, annexwealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the Wealth Metric process. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back, 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may wonder if your retirement plans are still on track. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, our in house planning team will create your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth Metric will help you understand the impact inflation may have on your plans. Get started today. Visit AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? The R in RMD stands for required. No messing around, it must be done but when. Eric Strom, financial planning manager at Annex Wealth Management, also a CFP, and he's got an excellent blog post at AnnexWealth.com covering six reasons why you might consider taking them sooner than later. Hello, Eric. Hello, Danny. I
5: guess the first question is, do most people wait till the end of the year and why? Once you're age 72 or older under current law, generally you're required to take certain distributions out of accounts. And it is common to wait towards the end of the year to take these distributions. That's advice that's been around for a long time. Get as much growth as possible. And for many people, Danny, it is the right thing to wait until the end of the year. However, there's not enough talk about the advantages of taking your RMD earlier in the year. For some, that's the right thing. So we're going to go through some reasons today, right? Yeah, we're going to go through one by one. And the first is you may want to do a Roth conversion during the year. That's right, because no one knows what's going to happen in the markets. Markets go up and down. For example, during COVID, we saw a steep market decline client at one point, and we were helping many, many clients do Roth conversions. That's where you're converting some of your pre-tax assets to Roth. When we see severe market declines, that's a great time to do Roth conversions. But did you know, Danny, that you can't do a Roth conversion if you haven't yet fulfilled your RMD for the year? So for some folks who are interested in doing that particular tax strategy, taking that RMD right away gives you a good posture and setup to be able to snap and do those Roth conversions as soon as we see those market dips.
0: Reasons to take an RMD earlier than year
5: end. You may pass away during the year. Yeah, here's one. So none of us know exactly how long we have on this planet, right? Once you're taking required minimum distributions, guess what? If you pass away during the year and you haven't yet taken your RMD, your loved ones and beneficiaries are going to have to do that for you during a time of grieving. That's a big reason why it's sometimes as good to just get that RMD done out of the way earlier. That way, you know, at least you've got that peace of mind that your loved ones won't have to have that on their to-do list.
0: Another reason you write about in the blog post to consider an earlier than year-end taking of an RMD
5: you may want the freedom to spend your distribution earlier than December. Yeah, that's right. So, Danny, some folks are just not even aware that it's an option to take an RMD earlier in the year. That's the good news. You can actually take an RMD any time during the year. Many people are actually using their RMDs to spend. Uh, maybe you're going to be taking a trip or you just need grocery money. You can take that RMD anytime you want. So January, February is fine. This should be the fun part, right? Exactly. This is your money. Let's spend it. Eric Strom, Financial Planning
0: Manager at Annex Wealth Management, also a CFP. Great blog post at AnnexWealth.com covering reasons to consider taking your RMD earlier than year-end. You may want to use your RMD to pay
5: taxes. Maybe you have some dividend income or you have capital gains from investment accounts that are outside of IRAs. For folks like that, or maybe you have a small business or rental properties or other types of income where you cannot do withholding. In situations like that, sometimes people need to make what are called quarterly payments or estimated payments. I'm sure you've heard of that. But did you know that one alternative to that is that you can use IRA withdrawals or other account withdrawals that offer withholding to help pay towards that tax liability? Some people don't want to bother with paying quarterly payments. It can be a hassle. So an RMD actually, for some, can be an opportunity to maybe withhold 50% or even 100% of your required minimum distribution to help pay that tax bill. So that's something at Annex that we help a lot of our clients with.
0: Last reason not to wait that we'll talk about, you may want to donate your RMD to charity. And this brings people a lot of pleasure
5: to do things like this. It really does. So the SECURE Act passed a few years ago actually backed up the required minimum distribution start age to 72. We're all probably aware of that. But at the same time, once you turn 70 and a half you can start making something called qualified charitable distributions or a qcd what's nice about a qcd is that you're donating directly to a charity from your ira meaning you're pulling that money out of the ira you remember you got a tax deduction a long time ago for that money now if you pulled that money out to spend you would pay taxes on those dollars but if you donate those dollars directly to charity from your ira you don't pay any tax bill at all and here's the other part If you have an RMD obligation, you can offset that with your QCD. So QCDs are extremely powerful on both fronts, and particularly because of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that's been around for a number of years now, many people aren't even getting an itemized deduction for charitable contributions anymore. So this happened to my wife and I. We used to itemize our deductions before the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Once that was passed, we couldn't do it anymore. So if I donate to a charity, I don't necessarily get a deduction anymore. QCDs are a way to recapture that as well as get that offset of the RMD as well. So lots of good benefits there. If that sounds like something intriguing to you and you're 70 and a half or above, definitely talk to your financial planner about that strategy. What is the process? How long does it take to take an RMD? Is it days, weeks? Uh... Oh no! You know, you just contact you know your financial advisor if you're a client of Vanix, for example, or your custodian, and you just request a withdrawal. And and the custodian or advisor will generally calculate your RMD obligation for you. So they'll say, hey, it's twenty thousand five hundred and twelve dollars. It's just a phone call away. Just call them up or go online and request that withdrawal. The scary part about the RMD, if you don't take it, there's a big penalty. Oh, it's it's very big. In fact, it's 50% of what you were supposed to have taken out. It's jaw-dropping, in fact. (laughs) Jaw-dropping. Yep. Again, that blog post up at AnnexWealth.com. Visit
0: the site. There is a lot there for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Eric Strom, Financial Planning Manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Always appreciate your insight. Thanks, Danny. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick break. We're going to be back on 92.5 Fox News.
6: At Annex Wealth Management, we put our money where our heart is. With the Annex Charitable Foundation, we strive to support difference makers in local communities and organizations to help them succeed. That's part of the difference. Learn more at AnnexCharitableFoundation.org.
0: We're back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano, President CEO, Annex Wealth Management. If I do say so myself, I think it's been a pretty good show today, Dave. We uh, talked and dug in deep on the markets. The annuity conversation I thought was great. The Annex Educates with that What's That series, Ask Annex, the RMD thing. I was really impressed with Brandon Lehman's talk about options. And that's something that Annex Wealth Management does And we work with all kinds of clients, all the way from Annex Ignite, where people are starting, all the way up to the C-suite as well. And and you have a lot of exposure to those folks.
1: Yeah, we do. And those are strategies. You know, option strategies are part of the defensive toolbox, if you will, another arrow in the quiver. And it really has got to be the right idea for the right person. And you go through it and you look at what had happened, you know, NASDAQ down 3.5% and the Dow Jones down 2% 2 on Friday. You want to employ some defensive strategies, and that's just, again, one of the arrows in the quiver. There's lots of them. Uh, you know, asset allocation, defensive strategies, holding some cash is all part of that. And, you know, it's part of the thinking of where do we go from here, knowing what you own and why you own it. You know, you think about, Danny, you know, just think about the real estate market down here in, in southwest Florida and how hot it's been, but it's not going to go like that forever. In the, in the words of a famous stock picker, trees don't grow to the sky. I'm talking
0: also about the breadth of the services,
1: business succession
0: planning. That's something we do.
1: Yeah. Uh, Business succession planning is part of that. And of course, you know, a lot of people who have moved down here to South Florida may have sold a business, so they've gone through that process. Or if you're down here and you're going through it, we are a resource to help you through that. And it's a major deal because you go to running your own show and getting this flow of income to replacing that paycheck. And that's really the biggest part of it. Do you find that
0: when people sell a business that they have sweated and bled over it's
1: it's tough is it like giving up
0: a a, it's like a baby it's 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 like a child
1: it really is i mean people have put so much effort into it you know it's their brand it's their identity and to walk away from that is very hard so you know there's a lot of little small steps that you can take one of them is a, a glide path and giving yourself three or five or seven years to work your way out but these are the small intangible pieces that experience provides
0: yeah and those are the Kinds of things that we do at a very high level. So if you've got any questions, hey, can Annex do that? Let us know. Our website is annexwealth.com. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, and one fee. What we do is investment planning, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, and a whole lot more. It just takes an easy contact via the website at annexwealth.com, and you click that get started button. This is Money Talk. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Quick break. We're going to come right back on 925 Fox News.
4: It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team. One plan. One fee. Annex Wealth.
0: Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? We'll just get right to it. Hey, Randy Winkler, Manager of Financial Planning and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Danny. Been pretty busy? Very busy. The good kind of busy. Hey, we're going to run through a list of common mistakes in retirement. As manager of financial planning, I'm curious to see what you think about these. We did this same segment a couple of years ago, and you and I reviewed it, and you said,
8: wow, has things changed. Lots changed. I was actually questioning how long ago we did it because some of the numbers were so different. Yeah. That's why a plan should be a living, breathing thing. Yeah. I like to say your financial plan is like a GPS. Your destination may change. The road that you get there changes. It's going to have to be able to modify your route so you can still get where you want to go. Yep. The first of the common mistakes in retirement is assuming that Social Security will be enough. Right. That one is very common. A lot of people think that Social Security is going to cover all of their expenses, you know, replace their income. In reality, it replaces about 40% of your income. Unless you're planning on spending a lot less in retirement, you're going to need something in addition to Social Security to be able to make it through. Do you think that's an issue of just a lack of financial literacy? A lot of it, and I think some of it is just kind of a legacy of the past when people had pensions. So when people had pensions and Social Security, you could get pretty close to where you were before. A lot of times pensions have gone away and they haven't replaced it with personal savings and investments.
0: Here's another one. A mistake in retirement is not signing up for
8: Medicare on time. And it's just not being late. It's a penalty. Yeah, Medicare it gets very complicated. And if you're if you've recently turned 64, you're probably having your mailbox just barraged with all the materials about Medicare. You need to get some guidance here. But if you're late with signing up, there's different penalties, depending on if it's Part A or Part B or Part D. Some of them can be pretty significant, depending on how long you wait to sign up. That would be an incentive. Definitely. It's something to, it's very overwhelming, but with a little bit of guidance, you can get help to know exactly what's the right path to take.
0: Here's another mistake in retirement that would be failing to take RMDs
8: on time. So explain an RMD. Yeah. So RMD is required minimum distribution. It's the amount that the government says you have to take out, it's a percentage of your qualified accounts, your IRA, your 401k, your 403b. They say, we're going to let you defer paying any taxes on this until. The age, which is now 72, but at that point you're going to have to take it out, and if you don't, oh wow, the penalty's big. And it's now 72 because it was the Secure Act or Cares Act? It that was did the Secure Act. So okay. this was this was very confusing in the last just a little bit over a year. The Secure Act came out in December of 2019. And that moved the RMD age from the year you turned 70 and a half to the year you turn 72. And the CARES Act came out in March of 2020, and they waived RMDs for 2020. And nobody had to have an RMD in 2020, but some people had theirs delayed anyways because of the change to the age from 70 and a half to 72. Do we need to take them in 2021? Yes, right now uh, there's been no changes. That's actually probably one of the most common questions I've heard this year. Have they changed anything with that? With the last round of checks coming through, there was nothing that said no more RMDs this year. Stay
0: tuned. We're with Randy Winkler, Manager Financial Planning at Annex Wealth Management. He's also a CFP, and we're talking about common mistakes in retirement. Boy, this is a big one underestimating the cost of health
8: care. Yeah, that one was probably where I was the most surprised when I looked into our old numbers and our new numbers. I saw there was a study, and this was in 2019 so it's not even factoring in changes in 2020. It said that the average 65-year-old couple that was healthy could expect to be spending up to $387,000 on expenses. So that's, that's a lot of money, and that does not include long-term care. So if you factor long-term care on top of that, it's even a bigger number.
0: There we were to the next one, which is not factoring long-term care into your plans. Yes,
8: that's a big one. And I think this is going to become a bigger and bigger concern with our aging population. 70% of people age 65 are going to have a long-term care event. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to have long-term care insurance. Many, many do not have it. And that can be a, a very large chunk of change. It's not all of them,
0: but these are common mistakes in retirement. Our last one for this segment would be not having a withdrawal
8: strategy. That, again, is a big one, and that's something that me and my team were very passionate about, is to put together that distribution strategy. What does that phase of life look like? The accumulation phase, there are some bumps in the road there as well, but it's not as complicated as the distribution phase when you have to determine, when do I take Social Security? When do I take Medicare? You know, How, how much can I withdraw from which account? Very important. Yeah, So getting all of those pieces together to work out the roadmap for your particular situation. And then when you factor in other aspects such as pension, how's your health? Are you planning for college for your kids or grandkids? There's a lot of moving parts that can factor in and knowing how it all works together. You need an expert, need some guidance there.
0: Your crew is central to that portfolio analysis. How often when you guys are going through somebody's portfolio, does something jump out and you say, oh, this is going to make a difference if they change it? Or, wow, I can't wait to tell the people this.
8: Yeah. Well, it happens quite often. I mean, sometimes we see things like, wow, this is really good. They've done a fantastic job through that accumulation phase, but they don't handle the specialty of distribution. Uh, But very often we see things like they're taking way too much risk. They have an over-concentration in a certain position. For example, you're very, excited about an individual stock like Apple or Tesla, and you had a great ride, but you don't know when to get out, you don't know what you're going to do about the taxes that you're going to have to pay. So it can get complex. It's good to have some guidance with a team of experts.
0: But you and the crew have seen so many. Sometimes these things just jump up and you're ready for more.
8: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We love it. And we've got uh, beyond our team, we've got an extended team where if it gets beyond our level of experience. We bring in members of our investment team and estate planning team, tax team, to uh, help with the things that, that we find. That's the brains and the heart behind Annex Wealth Management. Randy Winkler, Manager of
0: Financial Planning and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management, talking about the common mistakes we see in retirement. Thank you for your time. Oh, thanks, Danny. It's always fun to be here. The weekend Review, Know the Difference Minutes, team segments, planning topics including investments, retirement, tax, and estate. It's all on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Head to YouTube and search Annex Wealth Management. We are back. Quick reminder on Wednesday, the Focus Series webinar, Market Volatility and Financial Planning. Very popular, lots of folks, but plenty of room since this is a webinar. Happens Wednesday, 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central. You can register at AnnexWealth.com slash events. In the studio, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Dave Spano is President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management.
1: You know, your mother used to tell you lots of things. One is obviously wash your hands, and two, make sure you don't have uh, dirty underwear in case you end up in the emergency room. But one of them, of course, is patience is a virtue. And it's going to take time to recover uh, what the damage that has been done here. But it feels, Derek, like we're trying to get to a capitulation, at least on the NASDAQ?
2: I certainly feel that way. Again, we, I talked about what the sentiment levels are at you know another way you could look at it right now the percent of stocks in the S&P 500 with dividend yields greater than the 10-year treasury is down to 21% that's because interest rates have gone up that was a bullish factor for the market for a long period of time it peaked at 82% so at this level historically you typically see bond yields start to to go down and equity yields start to rise as stock as share buybacks begin and the rest so You know, focus on companies that pay dividends, where they're likely to buy back stock that have high free cash flow margins, which basically gives them the ability to raise dividends going forward. I'm not going to name specific names, but an, an ETF that, for example, has a lot of those companies is the is the Vanguard uh, Dividend Appreciation Index. VIG is a ticker. I would take a look at that. That would be a great place to start in looking for the types of companies that ought to weather this storm because eventually we're buying stocks. We're not buying the economy, and the stock market will see a turn before the economy does.
1: Yeah, that's that, that is- ticker symbol always gets my attention because it's called VIG, but that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. You know, the one there are certainly things that, that we can do, but one of the other ideas, Derek, is what's called the VIX. And we've covered this before, but it's sometimes called the fear index. And generally you like to see it over 40 before we get to that capitulation, but we were hanging around 30 number this week.
2: Right. Most of this week, in fact, it went out at 34 on Friday after going below 20 just a few weeks ago. And essentially that's, I think, the way you have to handle this market going into the fall. You know, when you see periods of sharp volatility on the downside, prepare your shopping list, nibble, buy a third of what you're looking to do. But then when you see the VIX below 20, hold off, wait, and use that as an opportunity to pare back some of the companies that you're in your portfolio that you have less conviction in. That way you gradually rebuild the strength of the portfolio so that when clearer skies are ahead, investors will reward you.
1: Yep, so those are certainly theories. And again, emphasize the leadership, especially in an inflationary environment, which may take some significant time for it to clear it, maybe all the way into next year. And again, there's the fixed income side. 60-40 is not dead. You just have to make sure on the 40% or on the bond side and the cash side in the alternative side what you own. So there are certain ideas that you can implement if you're doing this by yourself. If you are like all of our clients, you've employed us to go through these and to employ these ideas. And Derek, this week in the in our investment meeting, we talked about every one of these things. We talked about, you know, what do we do on, on the fixed income side? What do we do on the equity side? Let's take a look at the complexion and asset allocation conversations that we have, you and I have almost on a daily basis.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is a very challenging environment. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's very difficult to, to have a tent, a portfolio, down 10%. In four months. But again, you know, you've got to look at the cycle. We had a terrific year in 2020, 2021, and this is more challenging. And, and the people that win are the people that are in a position to take advantage of volatility, not run from it.
1: You want to tell you what, that is a word. I In fact, I wrote it down uh, this week. I wrote down cycle. So thanks for bringing that up. And that is, of course, where we are. We're in a changing cycle. You know, we, there's a lot of folks who have been managing money, Derek, uh, you know, for a long time that haven't seen a cycle like this, where you're going to have a slowing economy or a stagnant economy while having inflation or stagflation. There is a ton of people, in fact, I'd argue that most of the Federal Reserve governors uh, haven't done much during this time either. So this is a difficult time, but it is also a time to tighten it up, to get help, and we're here to do that for you.
0: Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, Dave Spano, our President and CEO Annex Wealth Management. Dave, Many people, I'm sure, are listening to this going, yep, yep, agree, agree, agree. And then they get to the point, they're like, I don't yeah. think I can do that. Yeah, hit
1: the button. That's what we do. <laughs> right. Yep,
0: hit that button. Hit that Get Started button. It all starts. For investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning, you are probably very good at other things. Maybe investment and retirement planning is not your thing. Annex Wealth Management is, and we do it as a fee-only fiduciary, AnnexWealth.com. Click in that Get Started button. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. See you next Sunday at noon, right here at 92.5 Fox News.